Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. Normally we take turns selecting uh, movies from our genre that people don't care about, but not today. No. Today's pick is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, on the podcast, I don't know why I was going to do that. It's Carly's birthday pick from me. Yay! Pride and Prejudice. You know that. <laughs> Wait. And zombies. And zombies. <laughs> a birthday present to me would not be picking the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice movie because I don't like it. <laughs> I do a lot. I picked that for your birthday. Good. I like that movie a lot. Because I figured we're going to have an entire Pride and Prejudice movie. Confessions month. of a Dangerous Mind. We already did it. <laughs> well, shit. Maybe next year. It's funny because I actually have to want to ask you this question now. I know you don't like the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Is it because you don't like how she portrays Elizabeth Bennett or how he portrays Mr. Darcy, or do you just not like it in general? It's mostly her. It's mostly her? She's too giggly. Like, she, Lizzie Bennett likes to laugh, but it's like she laughs at witticisms and inconstancies no. and things like that. She oh. just giggles all the time, and it, it annoys me. Also, if you don't know the story, I don't know how much sense that movie makes. It's so rushed <laughs> that like I'm watching it going, oh, we're here already. Oh, we're here already. <laughs> I really, it's jarring. I want to see the, that movie, though, with Kira Knightley, because I want to see the fight scene with Kira Knightley and what's his nuts? Darcy? Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. Is it not as good? <laughs> Does she pull out the poker? Because I was yeah. ta- talking to John that I think that a lot of this depends, whether you enjoy a version of this, depends on how you feel about the portrayal of Mr. Darcy and how you feel about the portrayal of Elizabeth Bennet. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. Because if you're Mr. Darcy, <laughs> like the character, he falls in love with her, but she can't tell, but you have to be able to tell in order to like him. Yeah. But... I don't know. There's one point where John's like, they didn't die. I'm like, I know they didn't die because it, it's hard. It's a romance and all romances have to have a happily ever well, after or they don't qualify that. as well, romance. That and name one movie where the main characters are by an explosion and die. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> um, they make, she's, like, it's, she's permanently dead. I don't know. It's super dramatic and it's like, oh, are they going to survive? Yes. Gal Gadot didn't make it out of what? Furious 6? <laughs> that wasn't an explosion. That wasn't an explosion she, that happened behind her. She jumped off of an airplane. I'm sorry. It's facts or facts. She was a main <laughs> character and she's dead. She was not a main character. She was a tertiary character. The she main was character main was character. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. It was an ensemble cast. No. Really? <laughs> what was your favorite scene with her? I don't know. When she died. Oh, okay. Okay. No, oh my God. Name, <laughs> name one thing she did in that movie. Not act well? She flirted. I oh, that's never all saw any of them. She flirted to get information from the bad guy, and she was good at it. Oh, yeah? She also made Han smile, which I also liked. I don't know. She was, she was a girl. She's good at her job. She's fine. She's a girl. She's good at her job. She's fine. Yeah, what? None of them do anything in those movies. <laughs> the only person who ever does anything in those movies is fucking ludicrous, because he's always finding, like, looking up shit on the internet for them. That's why he's so great. Sure. Go Luda. Shout out to you. <laughs> not wrong. Just, oh, man. Just. But I think, I, 
I do think my a big problem I have with the Keira Knightley version. I love adaptations and variations. Is that they're not trying to do that, but it feels more like that. Like if they were trying to make a variation, I probably wouldn't dislike it so much. But if they're trying to be true to the book and true to the original, it's not. It doesn't work. Well, this one is trying to be one hundred percent true to the book. Yeah. I have read this book, but it's been so long. <laughs> no, the original. The- I also, I'm curious, Tony. Had you seen this before? No, I never. I saw the trailer for it as we were just joking around, and I put it on, and I was like, "Actually, the trailer kind of looks neat." <laughs> well, we'll get to that. All right, so this is a 2016 movie. Mm-hmm. IMDb gave it a 5.8, which is surprising because they give sixes to everything. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 46% with an audience score of 45%. Oh, wow. Metacritic gave it a 45%. The budget was $28 million and it grossed $16 million. Because most of the world was like, nah. We were talking <laughs> on the way here, Tony wanted a second part where we see what happens after the post credit scene. I mean, pretty much know I was like, happens. they're not making that. Well, it's they funny all because die. Yeah. I do have to say, it seems like the ratings are a little high for a movie that didn't even make its money back. Yeah. Or make its budget. It definitely didn't make its money back. And making your budget is not making your money back. We know. I'm just saying it didn't it's even a big make difference. It didn't even make its budget, which generally puts a movie somewhere in the twenty to thirty range, not up in the forties, which I thought was interesting. Well, this is what's called an anomaly. It's written by. Burr. Can you not drink your coffee like that? <laughs> I mean, for for all of our friends out there listening. <laughs> It was written by Burr Steers, who wrote How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Who is a I'll ancestor of Aaron Burr. Okay. Just And that's who he's named after, FYI. And Everybody also, knows from the Got Milk commercials. Mm-hmm. Also wrote, written by Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. What? Who wrote Pride and Prejudice, Emma, and mm-hmm. Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Jane Austen. <laughs> and, uh, Jane Austen. Wait, what was that last one that Jane Austen wrote? I forget. But Emma Sam- and <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Obviously. <laughs> Seth Graham wrote the novel of this Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's directed by Burr, Shear- Burr Steers. It's uh, starring Lily James as Elizabeth Bennett. She's mostly from Downtown Abbey. Welcome back to the podcast. We didn't From do the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. <laughs> Tony was like, that's oh, not the yeah, same lady. Yes, right. it is. <laughs> God, is that why I hate her? <laughs> Tony really likes her. She's At also, least after this movie. <laughs> she's also going to be Pamela Anderson in the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee movie coming out. And Stan. Yeah, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan is going to be Tommy Lee. You see, that's why are they making that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> why do they make anything? Yeah. No, because like, like, I was like... What? What? Tony was like, "Oh yeah, she's gonna be Pam Anderson." I was like, "But, but she's not but chesty who enough." Who wants that? I don't understand. <laughs> Actually, I gotta say, she's pretty chesty. <laughs> Out of all the Bennett maybe sisters, she, maybe her she dresses well. were the most low cut, and she had the most cleavage going. But my question is gonna go back to why are they making that? No. Who knows? Like, who is? I want to be at these pitch meetings, right? Where they're maybe? like, "This is the movie we should make," and they're like, "Yes." Like, they had to convince a room full of people who have access to millions of dollars that that was a good idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a secretly... And then I want to talk to her agent who said, I got the the script's (laughs) going to change your life. The Tommy Lee and Pam story. Maybe Pam is financing this and is trying to just have a a later late-in-life career resurgence because she's got to put braces on her kids. Who the fuck knows? I did like the Molly Crew documentary. Maybe that's why they're making it. Molly Crew movie? Yeah. 
There wasn't a documentary. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's based on bullshit, but... It was, based it was on fun. a true story. Based. Yeah. As in, there was Which a always means it's not true. Yeah. Which is code for it kind of happened. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mr. Darcy is played by Sam Riley, who might be coming back to the podcast in Byzantium, if I can get into that again. Uh, and who really talks like that all the time. Yeah, I had, I had, to, I had to have Carly look up an uh, interview because I was like, nobody talks like that except drill sergeants that smoke cigars. But apparently he talks <laughs> like that all the time. That's how he talks. I thought he was like, is he doing a voice? I was like, he's doing a voice. Nobody talks like that. Nah, that's just his voice, man. That's his voice. He's like, he needs a He's never heard of, yeah, he's never heard of honey. Honey tea or lozenges has never been in his vocabulary. It's the voice for radio right there. Oh, my goodness. He could give inspirational speeches during World War II. <laughs> or play Dark Side. Jane is uh, Bella Heathcote. She's from Dark Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Mr. Bennett is Charles Dance, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady Catherine is Lena Hetty, also uh, Cersei Lannister. Lannister. Also a Lannister. He goes, if Jamie was in this movie, we would have bought it. <laughs> She was also in 300. Yeah. True. <laughs> Where she got raped and then killed the guy. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty... Isn't sad that <laughs> what she did in Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. Killed lots of guys. She didn't get raped in Game of Thrones, though, if you read the books. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, she was also... You know what's funny is she's one of those uh, actresses that people like hate her in real life because yeah. of the actress that she plays. It's like, that's... Yeah. Like, on one hand, you want to be like, thank you for the compliment. You're thinking, like, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, she said people have called her bitch to her face at restaurants, and she's like, wow. She's like, like how stupid do you have to be to be like, I really hate your character in this show that you did? Yeah. So All right. I hate you. So thank you would be my response, and it's a character. People are obsessed with that sort of stuff, though. Yeah, have you ever been on a Star Wars internet site? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, people are obsessed with the weirdest stuff. Or what how- did you think going in John? I thought, oh, I've heard of this movie, and I had zero interest in ever seeing it, so thanks for that. <laughs> it can't all be Cobra. You know it would be a Probably. lot cooler if it was in this? Pizza Scissors. <laughs> pizza Scissors? I can't deny that Pizza Scissors might be cool in this. I've read the book, and I did intend to see the movie, but I never just, just never happened. So... Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this could go one of two ways. <laughs> it's either going to be really good or really bad. Well, I'm happy that you thought it could go really good. <laughs> the possibility was there. Um, I have two reviews mm-hmm. from Metacritic. Yeah. Let's see. Is that correct? You have two reviews, you say? I do. From the Metacritic. How hard was it to find a good one? I'm sure it wasn't. Actually, it was, it's 50-50. You either love or hate this movie. Oh, okay. Really no hey, as we have learned on this podcast, there's always somebody that loves this movie. But at first, Tony thought there was only one review. He was like, I'm going to need your help reviews. Some happened on my phone and only showed one review. I was like, there's a lot of them. That's why, that's why I got it from Metacritic. But uh, this one's from Clark Collins, Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. He said, this movie should appeal to Austin aficionados and horror hounds alike. Which is not a sentence you get to write very often. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, this movie should. But did it? I, but did it? I agree with that sentence. Um, this movie, and then uh, Dan Callahan on The Wrap said, This movie is so crushing mainly because it was 
made by obviously smart people who are trying to dumb themselves down, and there's nothing more excruciating to watch than that. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think when dumb people are trying to be smart, it's more excruciating than when smart people dumb themselves down. Just after, that's my two cents. All right, well, the film starts with a man in black riding across the countryside on a horse. We get a narration from... What is that? <laughs> it looks like a stress squeezy. It's a little man. Okay. It's a little that, stress squeezy. It's a little stress squeezy man. From Manuel, I didn't know what we were looking at. A little word. John apparently needs it. We get a narration from Elizabeth. <laughs> it is the truth universally acknowledged that a zombie in possession of brains must be in want of more brains. John's playing with his name. <laughs> the recent attack at Neverfield Park left an entire household slaughtered. We see the gates surrounding the estates are now fashioned into meat grinders and barbed razors to keep mm -hmm. out the zombie, atta zombie attacks. Yeah, the, horse is, the horse rider is Mr. Darcy, Colonel Darcy. He enters the main house through the secret tunnel guarded by soldiers. The soldiers lead him to an examin examination room where a priest looks him over. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. How are there soldiers? He's like there's a zombie apocalypse, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take orders here's... to be a, to be the you know the latrine guy. Like, this no, is... clearly your your and leadership has fucked up the world. <laughs> Look, this is the only time we see that someone being examined for zombie bites. He's in some sort of an Iron Maiden. How do you even see? And the priest was just meat gazing the whole time. If this was made yeah. in the '80s, it would have been a woman in that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like, or Jojo bitch was in this yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're Sharon Stone in a uh, specialist. Yeah, oh, that reminds me. I need to watch Monster Hunter. Did you watch what? <laughs> Monster Hunters. Monster Hunters. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think you mispronounced Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Um, the priest looks for zombie bites, and uh, once he's cleared, he goes inside. Inside, a large group of people are hanging out together. Some playing cards. The maid tells Mrs. Featherstone that Mr. Darcy is here. She exclaims, Darcy, and everyone stops what they're doing and gets nervous. She says, it's fine, we have nothing to hide. Mr. Darcy gets in, comes in and gets down to business. He heard a report that someone in here has been bitten by a zombie. Mrs. Featherstone assures him that's not true. Darcy says a new zombie is impossible to tell from a human until they've eaten a human brain. She says, yeah, we all know. And he sits down to play a round of cards. While waiting for the, his cards, Darcy pulls out a small bottle. And uh, Mrs. Featherstone, is that a potion? No. Carrion flies. They settle on undead flesh. He, uh, well, that buzzing is rather annoying. <laughs> the buzzing isn't the problem. It's when they stop buzzing. I'm like, there's like zombies, right? And there's some uppity fucking people still. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's England. You think there wouldn't be uppity people? In Do you remember watching Zombieland 2? Yeah. With those people that live at the top of the hotel and they're living their fun zombie free life. No guns. That was uh Land of the Dead. Oh uh, yeah. Zombie Land Two, you're right. Two. Mm. We should watch Zombie Land. We should watch the first one. The flies land on a large gentleman who's playing cards and Darcy smashes his glass and cuts the man's face open with it and then cuts his head off with a knife. Like with a knife he cut it clean off. It's a sharp knife. It's impressive. Mr. Darcy inspects the man. He has a lot of upper body strength. And quickly finds a ragged bite on his wrist. He asks if the gentleman had anyone close here, family or friends. 
Mrs. Featherstone says no. After Darcy leaves, the young girl asks, what about his niece? She replies that, um, that she's fine. Uh, no need to interrogate her about all this. The young girl runs upstairs to check on her, and she's already infected and turned. She charges the young girl, and we cut to black. Cut to black a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the implication is everybody in the house was eating. <laughs> I guess. This is weird, though, because as long as they don't eat a human brain, they don't fully turn into a zombie. A zombie zombie. That's a like, zombie zombie. You're not a full zombie. You're like zombie light. Which is super weird. And like, like Lost Boys vampire thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen but a like, lot of vampire stuff yeah. like this, where as long as you don't taste human blood, you don't have a taste but for human later, blood yet. Later on, they seem very dismissive of the idea that maybe these zombies that haven't had human brains yet could be maybe talked to and reasoned with. But this dude was playing whist. <laughs> like, he had a whole conversation. So why is the idea later that they have some kind of intelligence is ridiculous when this dude, who's obviously been bitten and is zombie light, well, can play because, whist? Well, that's because it's Catherine, and she's mm-hmm. a zombie slayer. So she doesn't I mean, want, she doesn't want to hear Darcy. nothing about... Yes, I'm just saying... Like, I Lizzie just, wanted to let Mrs. Featherstone talk to her and see what she had to say. She yeah. wasn't out and out killing her. It's It seems like your upper... Society he, people are like, nope, kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. <laughs> if, you, if they hadn't killed Mrs. Featherstone, they might have found out about that, spoilers, about the bad guy a lot sooner. Yeah. And Lizzie wanted to hear her out. She wasn't, she was like, she wasn't going to hurt me. I was well, fine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that. she wasn't going to hurt well, me. Well, you should have kept the same She was distance. prepared in case, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Because she's well trained. But she hadn't but, attacked her yet. In the Shaolin Temple. <laughs> well, Mr. Bennett, Tywin to us. Gives us a rundown. <laughs> gives us a rundown of the situation at large with a kind of an animation puppet show. Yes. He said, along with spices and silks from the New World, trades also brought a terrible zombie plague. Millions always pay their debts. That's true. I like that they blame the Americas on the zombie plague. <laughs> it does seem if, like it. No, he said the French. Did he if, say the French? Well, no. Afterwards, they, they the say they think it's the French because, of course, it's the French. No, he says it came over from the Amer from. The Americas, and we thought and then, about the French. At yeah. first, we blame the French, obviously. But no, he's saying the indigenous peoples of the America started the zombie plague. I'm a little bit, I don't know, offended on their behalf. Eh, it, it there seems like there should be a voodoo curse involved somewhere. How'd that voodoo curse work out for you? Oh, you ended the world. Way to go, jackass. Well, a hundred-foot wall was constructed around London to keep the undead out. Then See, I'm, they always build these big, giant walls in these zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have your back while you build the wall. No one's watching you. How does this work? Yeah. We build a wall and a moat. And dig a vast... No, you know what? There'd be some asshole who'd be like, you know what? The zombies have rights, and you yeah. shouldn't build a wall. <laughs> no, that's today they would. We did mm-hmm. see that asshole later in this movie. That's uh-huh. true. There's always some asshole who's going to be on the side of, mm-hmm. zombies have rights, too. It's like, fuck your zombies. They dig a vast moat 180 feet deep. Then everyone learns martial arts from the Orient. Yes, and, and for some two reason... Two things. One, how is there still travel? Two, Orient? Three, why is Japan automatically designated as the more sophisticated arist- aristocratic um, place to learn 
and China like lowly. What are they trying to say there? That's called um. Well, that's what they say, but then they say that they, China is actually yeah. better. Yeah. But the super wealthy people are like, no, we have to go to Japan. It's, it's just, the best. It's one of I those it's, weird things, like with the. I know. And I'm pretty but sure. But I think it's also real too, because people are like, "Oh no, we have to go to this college. Yeah. The education is the same as that the college." I know. Swayed by and I'm 100 percent sure Japan's going to go isolationism again and be like, "They're zombies. You're not coming in." Yeah. Never. If someone hits up on my shores, we're going to kill you. How do we know they've done it before? And how did they ship their kids off to China? And then ship them. Like, I'm sorry, I'm in China now, bitch. I ain't going back to England and all the zombies. <laughs> Yeah. It if does seem more likely that they would have people who came from yeah. Japan and China who trained them, like the masters yeah. that come to their house to teach them piano and drawing. And <laughs> it would have been a lot easier just to have like a, a couple of martial artist guys living with them and mm-hmm. they just... Uh, and they, they never like, talk yeah. about whether so, so, zombie... Yeah, here's Bob. Yeah, Bob's going to show you how to do... And he's outside kicking training dummies. And and they them. never talk about if zombieism has gotten to the continent. Oh, I'm sure just it has. To Eng- I'm sure too because I sent my kids off exactly infected because kids some assholes going to China. China. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's they never really meant they don't mention that at all. You think they would mention it's it? Unspecified just a, a zombieism from an unknown origin. Well, the movie's also an hour, a little bit over an hour and a half, so we don't have a whole lot of time for. I know, but you think stuff. I could get a line about how thank God China had the Great Wall that kept out all the zombies? Yeah, you could. We modeled our wall off of China's Great Wall, which <clears> kept <throat> out all the zombies. Uh, just one line. Just all no, the that. Great Wall kept out the Taotai. <laughs> and it works so good, it works on zombies too. You think zombies are more powerful than the Chow Tay? No. Because if you do, we need to watch The Great Wall again. <laughs> you should just watch that, that movie again. It's real good. Did you watch that again? I've watched that a couple of times. Uh, I've probably seen that movie like six or seven times at this point. It's real good. So then we should watch Cobra. I don't need pizza scissors today. <laughs> After a huge battle. I actually could have used pizza scissors the other day because John brought me lef- leftover pizza and the piece was like this big and I had to cut it in half. I could have used some scissors. <laughs> Just saying. If only we had. Well, after a huge battle was lost to the undead, all the bridges in Lon- to London were blown, except for uh, Hingham Bridge. So it is now the only way to cross the Royal Canal. <laughs> Boats. <laughs> after I... Uh, Zombies can't swim, don't you know that? It's obviously lore. Yeah. Um, after a time, the threat of zombies inside the wall and uh, waned, and people people went back to their estates. Out of screen, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. We cut to Mr. Bennett. Ty went to us. He had his daughters, Elizabeth. <laughs> are you going to do that every time? Yeah. Probably. He and his daughters, Elizabeth. Some things Jane. are just good jokes that need to be retold, like the snake thing. Yeah. Elizabeth, Jane, Mary, Lydia, Kitty, Kitty, and Lydia. Kitty, and Mary. <laughs> We're all cleaning their rifles this and handguns. This is the least offensive Lydia I have ever encountered in any adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. I love that every time you see I these women, they're cleaning their rifles. It makes yeah. sense. Good job. Because yeah. if they have the to be yeah. Weapon maintenance is important. highly trained. <laughs> never done in movies. Like, the, the issue, typically, with your source material and most variations is because they didn't have a governess and they didn't fully you know, train them in etiquette and make them do their studies. That's why she's so wild. But she had to train. <laughs> it seems like Kitty and Lydia are always such uh, flibberty, gib- yeah. flibberty gibbets that it was so weird that she they were She just weren't. had to yeah. use flibberty gibbets. <laughs> yes, They're I did. They're still sillier than the rest, but they are disciplined enough. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Bennett comes in and yells loudly that Mr. Bingley has returned and taken up residence in the nearby estate. A young single man of large fortune, and he will be at the dance tonight. 
Mrs. Why do they still have dances? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bennett isn't interested. I will say, though, I was thinking while we were watching it, this is what happens when people have been in a pandemic for a long time. <laughs> they say, I'm tired of it. I'm going to doing shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but let's not compare COVID to zombieism. There's, I'm just saying. It's not really a fair comparison. You don't have a 99% uh, survival rate of zombieism. Yeah, but if you have a one An underlying per- condition. But um, if you... Can I finish my sentence? Yeah, but if you have a yeah. 1% survival rate, then what do you care? You're probably going to die anyway, so might as well go to that dance. <laughs> Right. Mr. Bennett isn't interested in letting his warrior daughters uh, be paraded around at a party, and Lizzie agrees. But Mrs. Bennett gets him to say yes, as long as they all go. Mrs. Bennett wants all the girls to be paired off and married to secure their, to secure their future. Because you need money in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well, you need to be able to live somewhere where you're going to be safe. <laughs> I wouldn't want a big estate. I would want a small place with big walls and here's lots the, of guns. Well, here's the thing. If they, when he dies, when Mr. Bennett, Tywin to us, dies, then they get kicked out of that house and they'll have nothing. Because everything they have will be owned by someone else. So it is actually important for them to marry and find some kind of secure living. So make them homeless? I was like, yeah. Especially eight weeks of their dad's death. Nowhere to live. Get out. Especially <laughs> in a zombie apocalypse, you don't want to be turned out with nothing. Also, I own just all the swords the on artwork, your back. books, silverware. Everything yeah. in this house is mine now. You leave with Who your clothes, it? Mr. Collins, the crazy rector. <laughs> yeah, the you should have wrote a will. The one who seems it so enamored of it's an Lady Catherine, the the zombie hunter who doesn't seem like he could kill a caterpillar. Well, Tywin should have probably did better it's in It's an entailment thing. that exists with the property. He could not write a will to change it. Everything goes they to the air. cannot break the entail. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we learned in um, The Gentleman, eventually the house is going to get taken over by the government because there's a huge Because debt they tax. can't pay the debts. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And so then the government gets it back. Sell weed. <laughs> Bush. But but that's the White thing. Widow super cheese. Because he can't leave it to his heirs. Maybe you don't want to be high all the time. You're just gonna die. <laughs> I don't you know. You made me just gonna die anyway. If you're go, if you're on your way out, you know, you might as well go out. I was be gone. By the amount I'm gonna of go out. I'm gonna go out speaking the king. Like, don't you need to have your wits about you? <laughs> Damn good Scott. I don't know. Try glaze out. Let's go. You well, think the, maybe the drinking helps with the smell? Maybe. Have you ever smelled the corpse? Yeah, I hear it's pretty yes. memorable. Well, the girls get all dressed up and armed with hidden knives and short swords. I like this scene where they're like, yep. Me too. <laughs> At the party, everyone is laughing and dancing. Uh, rumors are still bounding around about Mr. Bingley. Liz tells Jane she is easily the prettiest one at the party, so she shouldn't worry. Bingley enters, and all the girls are checking him out, except Lizzie. She isn't interested in exchanging her sword for a ring. Mr. Darcy enters, and Miss Bennett... Uh, Miss Bennett gives, oh, gives his stats. He's also a young, single, rich man. Lizzie's actually taken by him a little. But he's twice as rich as Bingley. Just as Lizzie and Darcy's eyes are about to meet, Bingley grabs him and shakes his hand. They are pals. Jane and Bingley's eyes, Jane and Bingley, it's Bingley, right? Yes, Bingley. Okay, Bingley. <laughs> I can't like, say that Bingley. name for some reason. You put a weird emphasis. Bingley. There's something weird about how it's you Bingley. sing. It's a weird name. Like, Ed Bingley Jr. <laughs> Bingley. Bing like sing and, and Lee. Lee. Bing Lee. So Jane and Bing Lee. Bruce <laughs> yeah. is Bruce's brother. Actually, the in the uh, Lizzie De- Bennett diaries, the character's name is Bing 
Lee. Oh, well, and he's the Chinese Lizzie or Korean. Bennett Diary. Is that the one she chops that. up her dad? No. No. It's a YouTube show. Oh. <laughs> Not YouTube the Lizzie show, Gordon Diaries. Oh, Lizzie that would be better. Bennett Diaries. It's a YouTube series. Is it like Jane. fan fiction? That's a modern adaptation. Yes. A modern adaptation. Where does it take place? California. Of course it does. Northern California, I think. San Francisco for part of it. <laughs> All right, well. Well, Jane and Bingley's eyes meet, and you can hear their timers go off. Bingley rushes over to meet her. Does it bing? <laughs> it does. He introduces himself and Darcy and snatches her up for the next two dances. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Bennett says, dancing, very bold. <laughs> dancing is proof of the refinement of society. No, Mr. Not. Darcy says, no, every savage can dance, which I love. I bet even zombies can dance. Which <laughs> is, a, is a Darcy line in the book, just not at this assembly. <laughs> All the girls he says that even zombies can dance? No, he says every savage can dance. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says every zombie can dance? That's pretty, way to, way to see some shit coming. <laughs> but yes, he says even the zombies could do it tolerably. All the girls giggle at Darcy except Lizzie. She shoots serious fuck eyes at him. Oh, but then he excuses himself. She said, "Bing Lee finishes his dance and goes no, to Darcy." Bing Lee, sorry, Bing Lee, <laughs> famous uh, martial artist. Yeah, finishes dance and goes Bruce to Darcy, trying to get him to lighten up. Bing Lee wants Darcy to dance with Lizzie. She's the second hottest girl in the room. Darcy says, "Meh, she's tolerable, but nothing special." Lizzie has snuck up to listen to them speak and hear this. All right, first of all, stop he's driving. Driving, dropping. Lizzie's feelings are, of course, hurt, and so she bolts away. Well, but on the way out, she knocks over a wine bottle, smashing it to the floor. Everyone sees it and mocks her in hushed conversation. Lizzie uh, runs outside and starts to curse Mr. Darcy when a woman approaches from her rear. Yeah, it's <laughs> Mrs. Featherstone. Mrs. Featherstone. She is undead. Lizzie turns to her, and Mrs. Featherstone starts to begin to tell her something, but her head explodes. Darcy blasted it off. Her sisters and Darcy's boys gather around, but Lizzie thinks Mrs. Featherstone had something important to say. Darcy's like, who gives a shit what zombies have to say? Uh, but then zombies start attacking all over the place. And the Bennett sisters all charge inside, and the movie goes to slow-mo, and they slash and uh, burn pretty much all the undead. Um, and Darcy and Bingley are like, what the fuck? So now Darcy is down with some Lizzie. He was before. Because he saw her and her sisters fighting their yeah. asses off. So now back home, Jane and Lizzie are teach- teasing each other about their new men while sparring. Lizzie will not admit that she likes Darcy and keeps insulting him while Jane eggs her on. A letter arrives for Jane. It seems that it's from the Bingley estate. <laughs> Mr. Bingley wants Jane it's to come from over. his sister. <laughs> come over for tea. Jane is excited, but Mr. Bennett won't let her take the. Uh, Mrs. Bennett won't let her take the carriage. She wants her to take the horse in case it rains. She might have to stay there overnight. Wink, wink. Yeah. A storm is coming, and Lizzie says uh, zombies can crawl out from the wet earth easier, as so Jane should hurry. So Jane rides off. On the way, she encounters a pack of dogs and a large zombie. The horses horses seem to be terrified of the undead, um, and throws Jane off and runs away. She eats shit on the ground, dropping her flintlock pistol. She recovers quickly, stands and fires, but the nuzzle was stuffed with dirt and debris from her fall and explodes in her hand. She says shit. She actually says shit. Um, she dodges. She would never say. She dodges, <laughs> she dodges the zombie's attack, uh, pulls her thigh blade, and hack slashes through him, and then stomps his head off. And it begins to rain. She hears a baby cry. 
She turns and sees a horrific sight of a mother and a baby zombie. The creature closes. Big surprise, everything goes black. We cut to the Bing Lee estate. So do you think she killed the baby? You could just call it Netherfield if you want. <laughs> like, so we're watching this, and I'm thinking, if she kills that baby, this is Tony's favorite scene. <laughs> no, you put him in a boat. Send him out in the boat. That's how the continent gets infected with zombieism. It's already infected with zombieism. We don't know that. Oh, well, I'm London? pretty sure. No, but London isn't the continent. London no, is said, an put island. put it in the moat. In the boat. Yes, but I'm sure there's already zombieism on mainland Europe. And probably, because it came from where? The Americas. We don't know that. So it's already been in, in the was, Americas. It's a filthy lie in the beginning. It's probably mainland Asia and everything else. Europe isn't connected, isn't separated by a river. The only reason it's a continent is because we say so. <laughs> that's true. I think because of there's a tectonic plate dividing it, and that's why it was I don't think that's that. why it's a continent. We didn't know about tectonic plates when we... No, they decided, okay... This, this is, is Russia. This is us. I thought this there was a tectonic plate. Which I think there might be a mountain range. No, there probably is, but we didn't know about that when we were We don't know our geography. <laughs> we're Americans. Yeah, yeah but we would have changed it at that point when we learned about tectonic plates and how that they yeah, fit together. I think Europe I was think a continent didn't. before that. But I don't know. I thought they considered Asia and Europe all one continent. I could be wrong. Eurasia? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I've been a fan of Pangea my whole life, so. <laughs> nice. We cut to the Bing Lee estate. A hard pounding at the door reveals Lizzie. She barges into a brunch meeting of the Bingleys and Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy's explaining all the uh, precautions that are needed. Uh, okay, so. When dealing with. Uh, Europe and Asia are change. on the same tectonic plate. Okay. So, there goes your theory on that. Okay, I've been wrong before, I'll be wrong again. It's no big deal. I'm wrong all the time. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wrong once. Once? I remember. Already it. today? <laughs> you didn't get my Johnny Dangerously once. No, a better would have been, so you have been wrong once in your life? No, twice. The shoes. The shoes are tragic. My blue heaven. Yes, oh. I got that reference. I forgot. Good job, Carl. <laughs> so Mr. Darcy's explaining all the precautions that are needed with Jane because she may be a, a zombie. Uh, when Lizzie walks in. They both pause. Lizzie wants to see Jane immediately. Bingley says, of course. She this probably... is where I thought they would have been like, all right, Jane, you need to get... Oh, not Jane. Uh, Lizzie, get naked. Yeah. You need to make sure... I that thought they were going to get Jane naked so they could check her over. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would have already had done that. They're like, all right, well, this... No, no, no yeah, creep or anything, well, but we need to make sure I you're mean, not a zombie. In the beginning, we saw that. They set the precedent, and I thought we were going to well, see Well, but, but that may have just been that one priest that was wanted to but, stare at his dong. Yes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, these are aristocrats, and they're dressed by other people constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're used to being naked, so you would have thought that maybe there was some kind of, like, housekeeper or... Chatelaine, yeah. or however you say that word. Yep. And actually, when that Darcy followed the her ladies. into the room, I was like, he's not going to be here for this nude check, is he? <laughs> then they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you would think that, like, the Chatelaine or whatever would be in charge of lady bits inspections. <laughs> lady bits inspections. Lady bit, in, you know. Otherwise known as the FBI. The LBI. You know, the female body inspectors. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy, FBI. <laughs> there was no cable. Come on. Duh. Lizzie wants to see Jane. Bingley says, of course. She probably just has the flu. She's feverish and weak. Lizzie um, is let off. Darcy wants uh, warns that he will not be able to uh, make the same mistake that he did at Mrs. Featherstone's estate. Bingley's sister replies that being sick makes you inelegant. So Lizzie... And by the way, Mrs. Featherstone's estate is the same one that the Bingleys are in. 
it's all another field. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's why when uh, Mrs. Bennett comes and she says, oh, they did such a great job cleaning up. Oh, they fixed it. Oh, that's right. Because this got is the, the same house. Out of He's the... just the new tenant. Yeah. <laughs> he inherited it after the horrific zombie attack. And <laughs> you got to think, it makes sense. Like, they act like... Lizzie acts like Darcy is being unreasonable. But she would never give up her sword for a ring. So you think she would understand why he would be concerned that Jane could, in fact, be mm-hmm. bitten by a zombie, which is why you think there would have been some zombie infection. And mm-hmm. there is, in fact, a wound, but she mm-hmm. says it's clearly a musket backfiring. Because <laughs> she's a doctor. Yes. Dr. Lizzie. But you would think she'd seen enough zombie bites. You would think both know. of I... them have seen enough zombie bites to tell the difference. You would think. Well, mm-hmm. You would think that before this bitch comes in the house, we're going to check her for bites. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to get her naked out here in, in front of God and everybody. But then he releases yep, the yep. flies, and Elizabeth catches Dude, them. She goes, yeah, you chopsticks. Hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't you just let him buzz around? You know your sister isn't a zombie. <laughs> oh, you don't know your sister's not a zombie. She's just well, I don't know if she knows what the zombie She has no idea for sure. I mean, she's such zombie. a bitch about it. She's got to. <laughs> no, she doesn't know. She's just like, my sister would never be a zombie. Right. Get the fuck out of here. So, it's fun to squish him, isn't it? A little bit. Let's question him for hours now. <laughs> the doctor examine, uh, examination reveals no bites. Lizzie shoots daggers uh, with her look at Darcy, and he returns. The flies, she returns the flies to him after crushing them. Which I thought she crushed him when she caught him, but I guess not. No, so she was holding live flies only <laughs> to kill them later. Or they were dead and she's just making a point. I don't know. Like, either way, asshole. <laughs> and now she's got fly guts on her hands. Ew. Um, that and, hey, this is Very something inelegant. I use to detect zombies to keep people alive and safe. And you're the asshole who kills them. Way to go. He sees you know how hard it is to catch flies? <laughs> well, not if you're losing. Not if you're surrounded by a body. Maybe it's pretty easy if you're surrounded by a lot of rotting corpses all the time. Miyagi couldn't catch them. I think the hard part would be getting them in the jar. I know, it's kind of a small bottle, right? That's why Miyagi got them. Unless you had some dead flesh. I just did it in about two seconds. (laughs) Which I don't think it'd be that hard to come by either. That's true. Man who catch fly with chopstick, accomplish anything. Or at least win all Valley Tournament. And buy crappy car lot and be the real bad guy. Outside of his league. Later, Lizzie goes downstairs, and the Bingleys and Darcy are playing cards. They ask her to play, but she declines, saying she'd rather read. One of the Bingley girls throws shade at her for not learning Japanese, but Lizzie returns it, and she pulls out the art of war off the shelf and uh, shoots her her and Darcy down in Chinese. That night, Darcy trains with his katana in the estate gardens. Lizzie watches him from her bedroom window. And it's not on the first floor, Elaine. It's true. <laughs> you know why? Because you don't put vulnerable virgins was, on the first, flo- on I, the first I, floor. I listened to Dracula not too long ago. I'm, my ears are still ringing. <laughs> you don't keep the vulnerable virgins on the first floor. Because stuff like this happens. Yeah. That is how stuff get, like this happens. Sorry I was loud in that episode. I had yes, that, that's, how the, that's how the vampires come in and rape them. Well, actually, that was consensual. Which is not wrong. Yeah, But that was consensual sex. She was into it. I don't she know. He had put her under a spell. He was half monster saying, don't look at me. So we call that Dracula fucking. The next morning, the rest so of the female... So if he uses a spell, is that like if he's asleep? Yes. yes. He roofied her. <laughs> he gave her mystical roofies. Mystical roofies. Mystical roofies. 
What would you call a mystical movie? Dracula. Mm. You a flurry. You can get, I don't know. You can get those prescribed by a doctor. Dr. Dracula. Yes. <clears throat> it's the only kind of medication he can prescribe. Wow. The next morning, the rest of the female Bennets show up. Uh, Mr. Bingley wants Jane to stay, as does Mrs. Bennett. Uh, but Lizzie wants her to go home. Darcy says to let, let Jane go home, but he's not convinced she isn't going to become undead. Lizzie gives him shit about that last comment, and then they load up all the Bennets in the carriage to go. Bingley's upset, but Mrs. Bennett says, you know, the one thing that could clear up all this stress from everybody, a ball. Darcy protests because At the first security... first she said, we bowl, and I was like, oh yeah, bowling. <laughs> Darcy protests says the security alone would be impossible to set up in one night, but, uh, or anytime soon, and, but Bingley's smitten and agrees immediately. As they drive away, Darcy and Lizzie exchange the hate fuck eyes again. Yeah. On the way home, Mrs. Bennett notices that Mr. Beecham's orphanage has fallen to zombies, and undead children all stumble around the grounds as they pass. Later that day, um, later, later, yeah, later that day, all the Bennets, including Tywin, are seated for tea. Mr. Bennett explains how he's happy to see Jane is better, and that they will have a guest for dinner. Lizzie, Kitty, and Lydia all are staring at the visitor through a keyhole, making jokes about him. When Mr. Bennett approaches and warns them to be polite, this is Mr. Collins. He's the male heir to the Bennett estate, and as such, can throw every one of them out on the street after Mr. Bennett passes. At dinner, Mr. Collins compliments the girls and the food, and but Mr. Bennett explains that his daughters are warriors, not cooks. So Collins says, that's great. He knows a thing or two about, his com- about combat, since he knows the legendary undead killer, Lady Catherine. We get a flash of Lena. Cersei. Lena Haiti, Cersei on a pile of undead uh, corpses with a torn out eye and dual swords screaming. Like Xena, warrior princess. As he says, they know of her. She's the deadliest swords person in Brit- Britannia. Unfortunate, unfortunately. See, why do they always say that? Like, like in Willow, he's the greatest swordsman that ever lived. Did they have a contest? <laughs> How do you know that? You're just, I'm good with the sword. Well, I'm the best ever. People like to embellish things that they appreciate. Like when I say you know, my mom makes the best meatloaf. She does, by the way. She does not. (gasps) My mother makes the best meatloaf. Oh, snap. Coincidentally. Because they have a contest. Does your mom even make meatloaf? (laughs) Sometimes. My mom does not. (laughs) My mom doesn't cook. (laughs) Maybe does hamburger help her? That reminds me of the the, uh, Ron White joke. Cincinnati is the chili capital of the world. He goes, did you tell the guys down in Mexico you were having a contest? (laughs) Right. It's like uh, Eddie Izzard said... uh, the Americans won the, uh, what is it, the, uh, what's the baseball one? World Series. The World Series again mm-hmm. for the 48th time in a row or however many World Series there are. <laughs> it's amazing how many times the Americans win that. <laughs> I give people shit about that when they're like, the, you know, so-and-so football team. Well, they're the world champions. I'm like, mm. the French didn't send a fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> they're not world champions. The only way you can be a world champion is if every country in the world says, we're going to send somebody and you win, think, world champion. I think the Australians There's nothing wrong with being that. a national champion. Yeah. They, the NFL doesn't even claim it because it's the National Football League. You fucking tool. Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> um, so, Lady Catherine is a widow and her daughter is too pale and sickly to present for marriage. Mrs. Bennett says Mr. Collins needs a wife. He agrees and says he is aiming uh, for Jane. Mrs. Bennett quickly explains that, unfortunately, she's spoken for, but Liz is available. 
Ooh. Liz makes a face like, seriously? Wait. She's almost as hot as Jane. Almost. almost. Liz is like, what the fuck? All right, gentlemen. Like, I can hear you. Gentlemen, yes. who is hotter, Lizzie or Jane? They're the only two women left in the world. Who would you pick? Jane is not even hot. <laughs> really? I would go with Jane. <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. All right, sweet. We've <laughs> divided up the assets. I'm not a fan the of The assets. Oh. Ah. 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 Uh, ah. Collins looks at Liz and says, Are you sure Jane can't be negotiated? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Bennett slyly warns Mr. Collins to watch his tongue about Liz, which I think is cool. Because mm-hmm. Liz will cut your fucking head off. Yeah. And here's the thing Mrs. Bennett could talk trash about Lizzie all day, yeah. every day. But she does not like it. Like, it it comes up sometimes in fan fictions. She hates Mr. Darcy because she knows what he said about Lizzie at the first assembly, that Mm -hmm. she wasn't tolerant. It doesn't matter how rich he is. She's not trying to get a different daughter with him. She's like, nope, that dude's a jerk. (laughs) We need money, but not from him. (laughs) After Collins begins to read to the girls, but most of them have to leave to go visit their Aunt Phillips. Much to their delight. Mr. Collins said he's willing to go, too. On the way, uh, he says that they can stop by uh, and get some pots and pans for Lizzie since she won't be a warrior anymore. He tries to hold her hand, but she slaps it away. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't she be a warrior anymore? Well, because you're going to get married to this guy, and all of a sudden the zombies won't attack you because you're married to this guy? <laughs> well, one. he lives next to Catherine de Burge. I don't give a shit if you're ma- living next to Rambo. I ain't giving up my shit. <laughs> it's not the type of woman he wants. Well, in this world, you got to make some sacrifices. In this world, in well, in you know if that makes him fucking stupid. Well, yes. Many th- he's many many things, and stupid <laughs> is definitely one of them. But that doesn't make. I mean, but he still does want her to be a particular kind of woman, and doesn't care how she feels about that matter. As they a- imply a couple times that when you get married you're generally expected not to fight anymore even though yeah. that doesn't really make sense but because zombies don't affect married people i mean this is common the knowledge. husband will protect <laughs> you it's more important to become a baby like machine yeah. to make up for all this lost <laughs> yeah. population due to zombies. you're gonna be the mom and you're gonna be pregnant and you're not gonna fight anymore well they hear yelling as they're walking down the road and all the girls pull their swords and go to work a large a large carriage has fallen into a ditch its driver and horse are half eaten on the ground once close by, they see that it's obviously a trap. And the zombie comes out of the carriage and goes for Jane, but the girls blast its head off. Uh, Collins admits that he did not know that zombies were smart enough to set traps, but he wants to push through in time to make eleven seas. Uh, in town, the girls see the extra soldiers are all set to patrol. They get a little flirty when they meet Lieutenant Wickham. Mm-hmm. Yes. Collins is immediately jealous of Wickham's good looks and wants to hurry along. Wickham joins the party. On the way, Collins uh, bores the girls with talk about the muffins and Lady Catherine. Do you know the muffin man? While Lizzie The muffin man? While Lizzie and Wickham uh, dawdle behind and chat together. Mm-hmm. Shortly after, <clears throat> Mrs. Bingley and Dar- Mr. Bingley and Darcy pull up on horseback. We see Wickham and Darcy share a look of detestment. Mr. Bingley explains that he has the ball preparations underway. Um, so he's handling Kitty, the balls? Yes. <laughs> All the balls are being handled by him. Kitty asks if Wickham can come. Bingley says, uh, sure, any of the officers can attend if they like. Bingley and Darcy ride off. 
and the, uh, the girls and Collins make it into Aunt Phillips's place. Lizzie asks Wickham to join, but he says he cannot. Lizzie presses Wickham to explain what, why is there tension between he and Darcy. Wickham says that they grew up together. He was like a son to Darcy's father, but when their, the father died, Mr. Darcy gave away Wickham's part of their inheritance. He says he loved Darcy's father too much to duel him or to ruin his reputation. Lizzie says, well, maybe she and Wickham will see each other at the ball later. This is entirely too personal information to be giving someone you just met t- today. Mm-hmm. Just saying. At the ball, everyone's dancing, uh, but Lizzie's wandering around looking for Wickham. He finds her. Collins interrupts and snatches Lizzie from Wickham for a dance. He dances around the room like a fop. <laughs> Afterwards, Collins explains that he wants to stay shoulder to shoulder with Lizzie all night. Uh, behind her, a very gruff male voice asks her to dance. Without, and she immediately says yes. Looking, she immediately hey, do you yes. want to dance? No, that's no. That's not it. Um, he says yes to get away from Collins. She turns and it's Darcy. Collins is excited to see Darcy. He says he has made the most amazing discovery. Darcy is the nephew of Lady Catherine. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he said, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where's Harvey? <laughs> um, so Darcy goes one way Lizzie goes the other leaves Collins on the dance floor by himself the Bennets all end up in one room now I thought when I wrote this I thought she was drunk but then re-watching it she, I don't know if she was drunk maybe she's just being I think she was a little drunk but so? this is like a retiring room where yeah. they're where, cause she's like on a fainting couch yeah so Mrs. Bennett yeah, yeah. In the original, she is drunk. Oh, okay. Yes. And this happens when they dine. Okay, well, she's uh, laying... They're in some kind of sitting room, and she does appear to be somewhat drunk. Mm -hmm. She's laying on a fainting couch, as Elaine said it, and they are just kind of talking, and she's saying very loudly how she basically just wants all of her daughters to marry someone rich and everyone to be taken care of. And um, at that same time that she says that, Darcy walks in and hears this. Lizzie covers her mouth quickly to stop him from hearing anything but and her mom bites her what the fuck is that about yeah Yeah. i don't want you to be happy or anything marry someone you love i just want you to marry a rich guy yeah but during the zombie apocalypse i'm sorry i don't like this character very much the mother is awful this type of character is often portrayed horribly in regency romance and stuff like that but this woman has a legitimate fear for her children yes she had only daughters think about her whole like really her whole purpose was to have a son so that the so that the line could be carried on, and she couldn't do it. She kept having daughter after daughter, and now really she was, has all it's these actually daughters. His fault, not hers. Look, they don't know that. But, <laughs> but this was her purpose. This is to get what, the late seventeen hundreds. They don't know but, that it's the man that controls with, the sex of the but baby. But with every the daughter, man does not control it. It's his fault. Whatever. <laughs> but with every, there's a big difference. But with every daughter she had. There was, more mouths, there was more mouths to feed and more people to take care of and still no son to carry on the line. If she had had a son, then he would have taken care of his sisters. So now her daughters are all creeping up in age. There's no heir. They know they're going to... She knows they're going to be turned on on the streets. Yeah. And Mr. Bennett could be killed by a zombie today. Yeah. Like, she has legitimate fears. And yes, every mother wants their children to be taken care of. And in this world, it means marry somebody who's rich who can fortify their estate properly. I wouldn't want somebody rich. I'd want Rambo. In order to be Rambo, he probably would have to have a lot of money. Would you really want to be married to a crazy man? He's expendable. It's like if there's a party and you don't show up, it doesn't matter. 
Lydia has gone missing. Lizzie goes to look for her, but finds zombies have taken over the servants area. Mr. Bingley doesn't wait to f doesn't want to fight them and goes to get Darcy, but Lizzie stops him and they go down to the servant area together. Bingley falls immediately and hurts his head and surrounded by zombies. She's like, um, put your big boy pants on, and he's like, I was just falling on the stairs. <laughs> uh, I was like, did they did they do a trap again where there's something slippery know. on the steps? Maybe he just immediately falls and is not. Maybe bad. there's a reason that house had such a big fainting couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's not portrayed as a very. He's quite weak. Yeah, Bingley is not portrayed as someone who is ready to fight the zombies, which is weird. Like. They kind of changed some of the character attributes of a lot of these characters. And Bingley was always kind of unsure and shy, which is fine. But you still think that they would want to show him as having some kind of zombie prowess. Mm -hmm. You find out the zombies are from the orphanage. And a friend, the zombies say, showed them how to get in. They close on Lizzie, but Darcy jumps down and handles business. Darcy regrettably lifts his sword and asks if Bingley was bitten. Lizzie yells no. Darcy's about to stab him anyway. Because he thinks he's bitten, but he wasn't. Darcy instead carries Bingley over his shoulder uh, up the stairs. Lizzie and says, "Probably gonna check him." <laughs> Lizzie says, "You're an amazing fighter. If only you were such a, also as good a friend." Because of the attack, the Binglings close down the estate indefinitely and leave, not sure when they will return. Jane is obviously upset, but she and Lizzie <clears throat> say he will return for Jane. He loves her too much. At 11Z's, Mr. Collins enters and asks to speak to Lizzie alone. The girls laugh, and they leave Lizzie, uh, even though she begs Jane not to leave. Once alone, he explains that he wants to marry her. She will live with him and never carry a sword again. She wholeheartedly refuses and runs away. Because zombie world, and fuck that noise. Mrs. Bennett yells at her and demands that she marry him immediately. Mrs. Bennett calls Mr. Bennett. She tells Lizzie... You will marry Collins, or I shall never speak to you again. And she demands Mr. Bennett speak to her. Mr. Bennett comes out and speaks to her and says, You have a huge problem, Elizabeth. If you don't marry Mr. Collins, your mother will never speak to you again. However, if you do marry Mr. Collins, I will never speak to you again. Lizzie laughs and smiles and hugs her father. And Tywin. her mother starts to stomp away. Mm -hmm. Tywin. <laughs> she says, You will be a poor spinster. Lizzie says she will endure anything rather than marry without affection. Lizzie runs off into the woods despite her father's warnings, and she, want, uh, she wanders upon a graveyard where Mr. Wickham finds her. She asks, why did you leave the ball? He says he didn't want to make a scene when, Mr. when he saw Mr. Darcy was there, but he regrets not dancing with her. You had something Before there? she sees Wickham, she sees four gentlemen in top hats, which... We see this imagery a couple of times throughout the movie that they're the four horsemen of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I feel like I wish this was not in here at all. I ignored it it's because very distracting it doesn't go anywhere. Because the whole time you're like, well, what about those four dudes? What yeah. about the top hat dudes? Can I get more about this? Could I? Yeah. Could I hear some of this weird mythology? But it just never, and it yeah. it really bothered me the whole time. It bothered me too because I thought that was going to be a thing, and it never, it never is was. a thing. And I want to say, Tony asked me, and it's been so long since I read the book that I don't remember that whether they if were in the book thing, or not. But so. when I Googled it, it said, what I found said that they were added for the movie. Like, That's maybe funny. they aren't in the book. They didn't need them. Um, Mr. Wickham explains to Lizzie that he wants to show her his favorite place. They ride off on his horse. 
and we get a cool. And I was like, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> they go far. Yes. <laughs> but we see a big Indiana Jones map. Far. And it's kind of cool because instead of the dotted lines, it's blood, and the blood just trickles to where they're going. They leave the protected area into the in between, and they go so fucking far. It's a, it's it's long enough. Just to... the two of them on a horse. Yeah, yeah. no, wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't happen. Um, so they go. They end up at a large church surrounded by pig pens called Saint Lazarus. Inside, Lizzie and Wickham sit in pews, listening, <coughs> listening to a priest's sermon. Lizzie realizes the patrons are all undead. She pulls her swords, but Wickham stops her. He explains that, actually, as long as the recently undead have not ingested human brains, they can be civil. Lizzie doesn't understand until she sees the priest. Uh, instead of giving the patrons uh, bread and water, or bread and wine, he feeds them pig's blood and brains. Pig's brains. This sustains them and allows them to remain calm. Wickham believes that this is an alternative to fighting a war that the humans will surely lose. Lizzie returns <clears throat> and uh, is making her bed. Charlotte enters and tells Lizzie she's engaged to Mr. Collins. Lizzie's conflicted. She's happy that she's off the hook, but worried Charlotte will have to be married to this dullard. Charlotte thinks that she can kind of be happy. <laughs> Lizzie says, okay, then that's good enough for me. Charlotte says, but she has to be presented to Lady Catherine, and she wants Lizzie to go with her because she's scared of her. Lizzie begrudgingly agrees with one stipulation. We cut to Charlotte, Lizzie, and Collins walking the road to Catherine's estate. He's explaining all the rules of conduct that they need to follow, conduct when they need, they need to follow when being in her presence. The halls inside are filled with paintings of Lady Kay smiting the undead. Mm -hmm. Collins can't get enough of it, and Lizzie and Charlotte think it's hilariously gauche. Once inside, Collins trips, which I thought was hilarious. Yes, it was. And then he bows and presents Lizzie and Charlotte. And she's like up on this raised platform yeah. in her fancy chair, which is depicted similarly in the book. Not the raised part, but she does have a chair that's yeah. bigger than all the rest. Like we see Lady Kay on her throne, and her sickly daughter is to her right. Darcy enters. He and Liz exchange hellos. Uh, Lady Kay is, uh, says, how do you know Darcy? Mr. Wickham also appears. He's there to try and explain to Lady Kay his strategy for the future of the undead war. Obviously, she this said, was Lizzie's stipulation. Yeah, Lizzie said that under one condition, and her condition is that Wickham gets to Come present his, his case. case. Which seems... You wouldn't think that... What is her name? The, the one that's marrying Collins? Charlotte. Charlotte would have the kind of pull to get... Wickham in as an audience. Like, you just wouldn't think. A plus one. <laughs> There's nothing to make you feel that she has the kind of pull to grant this kind of stipulation. It's so weird. It's weird in the original, too. It's it's just weird. Like, in the original, she marries Collins, and they go off, and, like, three months later, her father and her sister are coming to visit, and she asks Lizzie to be among the party. Yeah. So... Lizzie gets invited to Lady Catherine's because she's a member of their yeah. household for a month. But she's not like, I'll go, but only on a... There's no conditions. Yeah. It's, you're my best friend, and if you want me to come, I'll come. It's so... It's so <laughs> well, they have to change the story around. Yeah. I know they do. It's just... It's so jarring. The things that they keep versus the things that they don't keep is... Choices. <laughs> well, T. Wickham explains the pig, pig's blood solution. And I'm, I'm reminded of 
Game of Thrones where they take the zombie to Cersei to explain the zombies are coming and she doesn't believe them. I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of funny. It's very similar. So Lady, something about Lena Henley just doesn't believe she in doesn't zombies. Believe in zombies. Like, no, I don't think so. so Lady, Let me show you. Lady K thinks this is as stupid as it is hilarious. Darcy and Collins agree that this is equally stupid. Wickham says, well, consider this. It takes nine months to make a baby, then 16 years to train it to make that baby a soldier versus a bite in a matter of seconds. How can we defeat that? Wickham, Wickham says, "Lady, the, the late Mr. Darcy would have taken this plan seriously. Darcy stands up to this and cannot handle it. Says this, he's tolerated Mr. Wickham long enough and has his guards throw him out. Liz gives Darcy shit as he leaves. That night, Lizzie sees Darcy slashing at bushes again at, with his sword. She goes outside to talk to him, but he's gone. She looks around for him, but can't find him, and instead finds Mr. Wickham. They talk. Wickham says that Lady Kay has hidden in her estate so long that she doesn't know how bad it is out there. Then he seems to make a move on Lizzie, but she steps away. He says, well, you championed me earlier. Lizzie says, well, that was because Darcy was shitting on you so much. But he says, Darcy's crappy to your family, too. He made Bingley, Bingley leave so not to marry Jane. She only, she only wants his money. He asks her, asked her to run away from, with him. She says no. Lizzie wakes the next day and Charlotte is missing. She goes into the den. Mr. Darcy follows. He says uh, she, <clears throat> she needs to talk to her. Oh man, this is the worst wedding proposal I've ever he heard He says that in my despite, <laughs> despite her lower standing, he's fallen for her and means to marry her. She says, uh, no. He wants to know why. She says, because you split up Jane and, and Bingsley. Or Bingley. <laughs> How can you say you care about me and you ruined my sister's chances with Mr. Bingley? She says, do you deny it? He says, no. I protect my friends from money grabbers. Lizzie gets pissed and kicks him across the room. She throws books at him and pulls, pulls a fire poker. And they do the daredevil flirt fight. Where I called this the Mr. Devil. and Mrs. Smith fight. No, or Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith fight, yeah. That's actually a better one. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm. says, where did you get that idea? And Darcy says, from your mother at the ball. Your mother! She says, Mr. Wickham told her, told her that how he's a piece of shit. She pulls a letter, op- letter opener and swings it at him, cutting off his undervest, the buttons on it. Uh, he attacks back and cuts off the, her dress's button, the top button, and letting her sense and sensibility pop out. They fight some more. She says, if you were the last man on earth, I wouldn't marry you. He uh, concedes and embarrassed, uh, he leaves. He apologizes for, um, was it something? He apologizes for even in invading her presence. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry I've, you know. I have intruded upon I, your time long yeah. enough or something. Once he leaves, Lizzie breaks down and sobs. Darcy rides off and jumps in a lake. While this happens, we see Darcy has sent Lizzie a note <laughs> explaining so himself. <laughs> it's actually, you know how like when you're like when you're gonna fight, you're like, oh, go jump in a lake. He did. He does. <laughs> but she didn't say that, so it would have been even funnier. She, she had told. She should have, because he went and jumped in a lake. He didn't mean to upset Jane. It was a misunderstanding. As far as Mr. Wickham, he is a piece of shit. He killed Mr. Darcy allegedly, but. Darcy still gave Wickham the money that he was owed, but he blew it. And then he kept returning to Darcy for more and more money until eventually told Darcy told him to piss off. So Wickham ran off with Darcy's 15-year-old sister to try and get her to marry him so he could claim her money, 
Luckily, he saved her in time. He explains that he has fallen completely in love with her, and her rejection will haunt him forever. So he's gone to the front line to seek solace and combat. The zombies seem to be attacking with a newfound strategy and are winning the war. They've taken all of London and will come for Hingham Bridge. If they cross the bridge, then it's over. So goodbye, but be ready. Lizzie returns to find Jane upset. Wickham came and took Lydia, the youngest, and ran off with her. Lizzie sees the seal on the letter. It's from St. Lazarus. Lady Kay comes to see Lizzie. She demands that Lizzie not see Darcy ever again and definitely not accept any proposals. Lizzie says she can't make that promise. She's like, I didn't accept his proposal, but I'm not promising I'm not going to in the future. Fuck off. Um, Also, it's none of your business. (laughs) Well, Lady Kay draws her sword and says Darcy has promised to her daughter. And she says, uh, so fight me or whatever. And Lizzie says, I can't fight you. You're royal blood. It's might as well fight the crown. And Lady Kay agrees, but has brought a huge Baragrius-looking motherfucker, and he fights her. He beats her up fairly well, but at the end, Lizzie wins, breaking his arm and having part of the building collapse on him. Lady Kay puts swords to her throat, but relents, saying that she admires Lizzie and will take her family back to her estate to be safe. I forget what it's called. Rosen's Park. Yeah, Rosen's Park. Lizzie and Jane go into London on horseback. Bingley is helping mop up piles of undead with a bomb, but after he lights the fuse, one of of the undead grabs his scarf and pulls him close. But right before it blows, Jane shows up, cuts the scarf, and tackles him away from the explosion. I thought maybe it was his cravat. Well, it's his scarf because... The zombie grabs it and pulls it, and he goes, these damn scarves, or something like that, and he tries to yank it away from him. I didn't Um, hear that part. That's pretty rad. Darcy's slaying undead left and right, but gets caught by a group of hands coming from the earth, and a large zombie comes up behind him. He can't turn to fight him with his sword, but uh, Lizzie hits him in the back of the head with an axe, dropping the big zombie. Obviously. So then they kill some zombies together. Darcy asks, you know, why is she here? She explains Wickham and the Lazarus set up. Darcy says, well, don't worry about that because Lazarus is gone, burned to the ground. Sorry for your loss about Lydia, but that's how that is. Lizzie starts sobbing, and Darcy says he must go. Darcy tells Bingley his plan to go to St. Lazarus, but they must blow the bridge at first. Light, no matter what's going on. Whether he's back or not. Yeah, they synchronized their watches. Yeah. They had watches back then. I just thought it was funny because they synchronized their watches. And Darcy basically lied to save Lizzie. Mm -hmm. Darcy arrives with a bag of human brains, and he ties his horse up to the bars and then enters. Lizzie sees that Bingley is staring toward the Lazarus church, and she figures it out that this is all tricky. Rides off after him. Darcy sneaks into the basement and sees Lydia um, chained up. He goes inside the cage, and Wickham comes in. This I don't get. This was all a trap by Wickham. But I, why did he chain her up? So she doesn't leave. And I guess maybe he took her weapons so she can't fight either. No, but if these are the good zombies that don't hurt you. Ready. I don't know. It's weird. Darcy sees on the wall the assault plan 
on London and how it all broke down. And Wickham, Wickham has been in there basically helping with the strategy to stop, to let the zombies win. Darcy tries to... So there are no good zombies. This is the reveal. Well, no. But Darcy also brought brains to turn all the zombies into bad zombies as opposed to not-so-bad zombies. Question mark? I think... As far as he's concerned, all zombies the are bad reason to, that they're losing the war now in the, is because the zombies have made this coordinated attack. So and if we sense. didn't have these smart zombies, then we know how to fight the dumb okay. zombies. <laughs> yes, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Darcy tries to buy Wickham off. Wickham says no. Money means nothing to him now. Wickham aims a gun at Darcy, and Darcy moves to the left a little bit so that the bullet will be deflected by the bars. And then Wickham fires, the bullet's deflected, and Darcy's fine, but the new, newly fed zombies hear the gunshot and all rush in, forcing uh, Darcy's horse to tear the bars off as it runs. Darcy sends Lydia uh, through the gate, puts on her horse, and she's gone. Uh, he stays back to fight Wickham with sword to sword. He tells her to warn Bingley about Wickham, but you just... There was no indication at this point that Wickham was a smart zombie. Just that survive. he was helping the zombies. But then all the zombies ate the brains and attacked Wickham. So why would you need to warn Bingley about Wickham? Because Wickham, Wickham is now dead. Wickham should be dead. It's weird. Lizzie sees the zombie horde and fires, but also sees Lydia run by and the fires, but also sees Lydia run by on horseback. Lizzie charges to Lazarus. It's day now, and Bingley needs to blow the bridge. Wickham and Darcy are still fighting until Darcy finally rams his sword through Wickham's heart. But he doesn't die. He's already a zombie. He reveals that he is the zombie leader, and his hatred of Darcy sustains him. Lizzie rides by and chops off Wickham's arm. Darcy and Lizzie haul ass for the bridge, just making it over it as it explodes. Lizzie's beaten up really bad, but okay. And she rolls over onto Darcy, and Darcy won't wake up because he's dead. The end. <clears throat> Lizzie tells Darcy she loves him more than Elevensies, and then kisses him. More than Elevensies? Tony is stuck on Elevensies. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But no, I'm kidding. Later at uh, Lady Kay's estate... You don't love Elevensies? No, I, I do love Elevensies. Later at Lady Kay's estate, all the Bennets are hanging out, cleaning guns, like should... Like they, you know. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Bingley enters to request time with James. Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingley. <laughs> uh, then Darcy enters and Lizzie lights up. You hear Jane from the background yell yes, and all the girls run out of the room except Lizzie. Darcy talks to Lizzie and says he heard what she said on the bridge and he means to marry her, but if she means it, but if she says no, then he will leave it alone and never mention it again. He proposes, she says yes, and they kiss. And we cut to the Darcy Bingley wedding. Mm -hmm. Mr. Colin, Mr. Collins officiates, and it goes to black. Everyone cheers and throws rose petals. But then there's an end credit scene. No, no, nay, nay. Where they all die. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at the wedding, walking away, and like the zombies have them surrounded and are running at them. And Wickham's back with a some kind of weird metal post thing stuffed in this shoved yeah. in the stump. In the stump. So, yeah, th there's no sequel to this because they're going to die. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be and zombies. It should have ended with Lady K 
just busting out a sword yeah. and like um, a gun. A gun. Yeah. One of those. Oh, what, what, is, or what are those? Pistola. No, the, the gun from the Mexican. No, that'd be pretty cool. I want to say it starts with like a B. Oh, it's a uh, special kind of like gun. Oh, the big one, the, the shotgun. Blood, yeah. blunder blast or whatever. A blunder, blunder blast. A blunder bus. Yeah, yeah. That's what cool. I want to see. Like yeah. a pirate king, just a sword and a blunder bus, and be and just leading the march, and all the wedding guests pulling out. Like that's what you want to see. <laughs> that's it what just, I said. That would have been just awesome. It fades to black. Yeah. Nope. But you know, I like to see got... the actual ending with all the zombies like gnawing on his <laughs> face. I want to see them making like, their glorious last stand. <laughs> And that is the proverbial that. What did you think, Carly? All right. It's your birthday pick. It is. You should watch Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My favorite characters are Darcy and Elizabeth and everything that I read them in. Okay. <laughs> my least favorite character in this is Jane. Okay. In, I'd like to see more from Jane. We didn't get enough time with Jane. And it's like, what? Is, she doesn't even seem sad, really, when Bingley leaves. Like, you you need more Jane. I think zombies <laughs> kind of take a lot of the story away yeah. from it, you know. But, uh, so I picked Jane. My favorite scene is at the first assembly when the zombies come in and the girls all fight together. And they're all, like, back-to-back in a circle. And I liked the coordinated fighting of the sisters. Uh, my favorite Shershiri object is Lady Catherine's stage at her house with her big chair. And my favorite line was um, at the end when he says, So I ask you now, half in anguish, half in hope, uh, will you do me the great, great honor of taking me for your husband? And I like that for two reasons. Number one, he asked her to take him as, as her husband. I liked that. I don't know why. It was just different. And number two, half agony, half hope is a line from Persuasion. So I thought I enjoyed the nod. And I'll give it a yay. It was rushed. And I would have liked to see more. And I'm, I'm getting to a point where if you're ad- adapting a book, I want it to be a miniseries because I need more. <laughs> um, but for what it is, it's fun. So, John? Oh, my turn. Okay, so my favorite character is, um, I really have a hard time with this because they're all so good, you know? But <laughs> I decided to go with Jane. Because, oh, yeah? Yeah, with Jane. Because <laughs> she was the pretty one. My oh, least wow. favorite character is Wick Witty. No, that's not Wick Wick Wicky. Wick Wicky. That's Sam Wick Wicky. That's Transform. Yeah, well, he spoiled him be my least favorite oh, okay. character in that, too. Um, my favorite line is the one about dancing. Well, dancing is the sign of elegance. Any idiot can dance, and I'm pretty sure zombies can, too. Savage. He says savage. I'm mad living. Um, my favorite tertiary object is Mr. Darcy's samurai sword, because mm-hmm. there's no tapes in this. <laughs> And my favorite scene is the post-credit scene because no matter what happens in this movie, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter the, the moral is, no matter what you do, zombies win. Okay. And um, I'm going to nay this movie, and I wish it would have been a little bit shorter because I didn't need it. <laughs> like it wasn't a romance movie, it wasn't a zombie movie. It was this weird thing in the middle 
And I didn't enjoy it either way. Mm-hmm. So there's that. All right. Link. That's why I asked Tony before we started, why do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> you made me watch Cobra. That movie was awesome. Maybe in, what year did it come out? <laughs> Maybe a month after I'm pretty it came sure out. we all loved Cobra. What are you talking about? Uh, we may have been nice. What was that one with Sharon? The what was it? The specialist. The specialist. That was the one that was bad. That one was all for the. It was felt so bad for Sharon. I still feel bad for Sharon Stone. She did get a a bad part in that movie. Yeah. All right. She got molested the whole movie. We know. <laughs> molested. Yeah, she did. Um, my favorite character is Jane because <laughs> she's the best one. She is. A nice person. She's quietly competent the whole time. And she seems like good things should happen to her. I like her the best. Um, also, side note, Mr. Darcy's always my favorite. He's my favorite character in Pride and Prejudice is Mr. Darcy. But in this particular... That's because ed- of You Got Mail. I bet you love that Mr. That's Darcy. That's not because of You Got Mail. It's because I if like that character. If there had been more Jane, she wouldn't have been my least favorite character. I just uh, wanted them to do more. My least favorite character is Lizzie. <laughs> I don't like this actress. She's crap. <laughs> I don't like the way Lizzie is portrayed in this. We like Michelle Rodriguez heat. She's or? crap. I don't. I especially like. I just don't like what they did with this character. No, they should have cast as Lizzie. Image and Poots. <laughs> she would have been a great. Image and Poots would have been fucking up some zombies. Image and Poots would have been great in this. Um, my favorite scene is Rich. after the assembly when the sisters are practice fighting and giving each other shit. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. My favorite line is, my daughters are trained for battle, sir, not the kitchen. <laughs> Mr. Bennett is great. He's just a good character overall. Um, and my favorite tertiary object is Lizzie's wardrobe. Because uh, she, she does have a good wardrobe. She has a really good wardrobe. In this. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this movie a nay. And not because it was the worst movie I've ever seen. But because I don't ever want to. The only thing this movie made me want to do was actually watch a Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I didn't want the zombies to be there. I wanted to hear, and there was so much of the original book in there, like the really good lines. They mm-hmm. they captured that so well, and then there would be a zombie attack. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I just want to watch the the Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> see, that's how we all are. We're like, man, I and, don't want all this Pride and Prejudice stuff. I want zombies. But I would watch a period zombie movie. That sounds great. But cool. this just makes me want to see these characters in their original iteration i don't that makes sense and part of it is because this is a movie based off fan fiction mm-hmm. mashup and that's just not my jam <laughs> i want the original i don't want the adaptation i get the idea someone was smoking a lot of weed and was like no we should do <laughs> pride and prejudice in world war z it's and you find There's your a whole book series sense and sensibility and sea monsters yeah and it's a whole series but you find sometimes with adaptations you find one you like and that's the one you like, and none of the rest of them are ever going to be that good. Mm-hmm. It's like with Shakespeare adaptations and stuff like that. I know how you feel. Like Charlie's this. Angels yeah, with yeah. Um, Drew Barrymore. That's the best one. Yeah. I don't care about the one from the 70s or that flaming piece of shit that Elizabeth was Did you even about. see that movie? Which one? The new, the latest one? No. Then you can't say that you don't... It's a flaming piece of shit. You can't say it's a flaming piece of shit. You can say you don't care about it, but you can't say yeah. it's a flaming piece of shit if you haven't actually watched it. Anyways... But I just don't want to. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and I think if you like these characters, you should just watch one of the other adaptations about these characters. All right. Um, my favorite character was Mr. Darcy, Mr. Bennett, and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. 
You can't have say character and then list half the characters. His favorite character is Mr. Darcy, but he has to put time with his name. I have to. <laughs> least favorite character is Collins because I don't like Matt Smith. I think mm-hmm. he's a terrible actor and don't do anything for me. My, I don't really have a favorite scene because um, I liked all the little parts with the zombie fights and stuff. I thought it was cool to see him kicking ass. My favorite line is what the one John stole. And my favorite tertiary object is the carrion flies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool you know, trick. Cool little thing to put in there. I love when people have little monster hunter tricks, and that was a neat one. <laughs> um, and of course, I'll get it. I don't think that wasn't of course. No, I was totally actually I was actually curious. Oh no, I like whether you would well, yeah, but I don't know anything about Pride and Prejudice. I don't care. Yeah. You have he was made, asking me a lot of questions. Your own movies. Yeah, I had to. Um, I was like, it's so I different. <laughs> yeah. I had to fill John in a little bit about the characters too. <laughs> so, anywho, please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. On Twitter at Elmovie Podcast, on Instagram at Elmovie Podcast Dogs. You can email Podcast at gmail.com. Do you have a favorite Pride and Prejudice variation? I'm curious. I have a lot. <laughs> I was curious if you were going to go with a Rob Zombie. <laughs> he only has like three songs. So. No, he doesn't. Well, better, better Next time to. on the podcast is Carly's, Carly's pick. <laughs> I was like, the movie that Carly picked for her birthday. The movie that she can do any any pick, any genre, any movie. Anytime. She is welcoming back Jane Austen for 2020's Emma. Oh boy. Oh, I haven't seen that and I wasn't planning on it. I know <laughs> the best part is we both know who John and Tony's favorite character is going to Ooh, be. Write it down in your book. We won't look. Yeah. I don't have to write right. it down. No, no, I know I'm right. No, 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 no. I want documented proof. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, I knew you were going to pick that person. No, no, I want you to write it down. That way we have to be at the grand unveil. We won't look. <laughs> I'll write it down. <laughs> I mean, we, we both know. Yeah, you keep me. saying that, but you're not. You're doing a lot of this and less of this. <laughs> write down. I, won't, I don't want to see. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. This is so weird. We don't stop talking. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Well, you're writing. Yeah. Well, talk over the song so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> it's a fair use thing. Yeah. All right. Well, f- stay tuned next week to see if the girls are right on our favorite picks. There's and no way you would pick anybody else. Well, we'll see about there, Scooter. 